Our second reading continues the Gospel of Luke with verses 46 through 56. Mary said, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. This ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add many blessings to the hearing of it. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we've come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Our Lord, our Rock, our Redeemer. Amen. Friends, today the narrative lectionary moves from the Old Testament to the New Testament. In the past few weeks, we've been looking at the prophets before, during, and after the exile and how they waited for a Savior to come and save them. We now move to a more immediate waiting. We move to Mary being told that she will give birth to that Savior. She will give birth to Jesus, the Messiah. As we focus on Mary, I have to start by asking what we think of Mary. What do you think? If I ask each one of you, it's going to range all over the place. For some of you, the question might be, do you think about Mary? Mary was exalted from the beginning. From the time the Gospels were written, Mary was lifted up as something holy, something special. The mother of God the most favored lady. She was given almost as many different names as Christ himself was. It's said that there were more cathedrals and more churches named after her than any other person. And then during the time of the Reformation, the reformer theologians felt that she was too exalted. So when they broke away from the Catholic Church, they smashed her icons, they destroyed the statues of her. Countless pieces of art and pieces of music had been created about Mary. And they broke away from that. So today the Catholics still lift her up. They still pray the Hail Mary, Mother full of grace. And Protestants kind of don't know what to do with Mary. We don't talk about her much. We don't focus on her much. We kind of brush her to the side, except during Advent, once a year, we we bring her out, we dust her off, and we talk about her a little bit. 
But there's no doubt she was a very important figure. When I've preached Mary in the past, I've kind of preached her as just a normal, everyday person. An ordinary person who heard God's call and responded. In fact, I've preached her and Joseph in much the same way as just normal, everyday people who something extraordinary happened. And this makes sense that I preach them in the same way, that they are both human people. They're both Jesus' earthly parents. They're both featured in one of the Gospels. But as if I've, I've engaged with Mary more during Scripture, I've realized that, yes, she is a normal human being, but there is nothing ordinary about her. Just the opposite. Mary is an extraordinary person. She's so different than we like to paint her. If we paint her as just a normal, everyday person, we are selling her short. So often we describe Mary as meek and mild. Our second hymn today described, or our third hymn today described her as meek and mild. That's how we think of her as a young girl cowering before the angel. But let's be honest. If an angel showed up in our bedroom in the middle of the night, we would all cower. And she might have been young, but she was not meek. She was not mild. I think she agreed to serve God boldly. You have to remember, during Mary's time, women who gave birth outside of marriage, women who were pregnant outside of marriage, could be put to death. They could be stoned. They could be castigated from society, cast out. And it's in the face of this potential persecution and harm that Mary says, I will serve God. Let it be to me as you have said. She knows the risks. And she is willing to take that chance. She serves God boldly. I think something else extraordinary about Mary is that she gets Jesus. She understands what Jesus is all about. Last week I told you about some of my favorite Christmas movies. So today I'm going to share with you some of my favorite Christmas songs. And I'm a bit of a traditionalist around Christmas songs. If you look at my playlist, it's going to be mostly hymns, mostly songs. You're going to see about 17 different versions of O Holy Night. You'll see several versions of Carol of the Bells. But one of my favorite songs is Mary Did You Know. And I know no pennies are green. And I almost warned Penny before that I was going to mention Mary Did You Know because I know she loves it just as I love it. But it's wrong. Mary did know. Mary understood what Christ is all about. When she found out she was pregnant, she went to her cousin Elizabeth and she said, he has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy. Just as he promised to his ancestors, to Abraham and Abraham's descendants forever. 
Yes, Mary did know. Mary knew what Jesus was all about. She didn't know the exact way it was going to play out. She didn't know that the blind will see, the lame will walk, the dead will rise again. But she knew that Christ was going to come, that her child was going to come to bring God's justice. And if you don't think this is extraordinary, realize that the disciples traveled and ministered with Jesus for three years. And they never got it in a way that Mary knew before Christ was born. Mary knew what God was doing in this world. Mary knew how God was working through her. Today's second reading is often known as the Magnificat. And that's because how it's traditionally translated, My soul magnifies the Lord. The version I read today from the Common English Bible says, My soul gives praise to God. But I like that traditional, My soul magnifies the Lord. It's beautiful. It's wonderful, poetic language. My soul praises God might convey the same thing. It might be easier to understand. But I think there's a richness to the, my soul magnifies the Lord. And then when you think about what a magnifying glass does, a magnifying glass bends the rays of light. It focuses them so that the image becomes clear. So it could be more clearly if we think of Mary as a magnifying glass in which God becomes more clear, we see that she focuses the light of God's love into human form. And Christ is born. She literally focuses God's light of love for us. She magnifies the Lord. So I think the sermons I've preached in the past about marrying being just another person, just like you or me, I think they're wrong. I think we do a disservice if we say Mary is just a normal, everyday person. But I know why I did that. I know why we want to say Mary's an everyday person. Because if Mary's an everyday person, then Mary is just like us. I think the better thing to do is this holiday season, instead of trying to make Mary like us, maybe we should try to make ourselves more like Mary. Maybe we should strive to be God's willing service. Maybe we should ask ourselves, how can we magnify the light of God's love so that it is present here in this world? And Mary lays that out for us. Mary shows that to do so, we need to go and we need to serve God boldly. We need to be willing to serve God. We need to pray and think and seek out to see what God is doing in this world and to see how God might be using us to fulfill that, to accomplish that goal, to fulfill God's kingdom and we need to believe that God might make us worthy 
Mary was not sure if she was worthy. One of my favorite, other favorite songs is also about Mary, Breath of Heaven by Amy Grant. And in it she questions if she is worthy to carry this load that God has placed on her. And it's something that all people who serve God faithfully should ask themselves at some point or another. I remember I was talking to a colleague who was being ordained, and I don't remember what denomination she was being ordained in, but she was talking about her ordination service. And she said in her tradition, there's one part of the liturgy where one sole speaker from the pulpit says, she is worthy. And the rest of the congregation responds with, she is worthy indeed. And this woman said, I was not comfortable with that. I didn't feel like I was worthy. I felt like there were so many other people who were more worthy than I was. She said, so I went to the head pastor and I told him about my concerns and I asked him if we can take it out and he said no. He said, no, we can't take it out for two reasons. Number one, the bulletins are already printed. (laughs) But number two, in affirming that you are worthy indeed, they're not affirming anything about you, but they are affirming about God. They are affirming that we serve a God so powerful, so loving, so full of wondrous compassion and grace that they can make even you worthy. That they can work through even you and make you worthy of serving God. So when they say you are worthy indeed, it's not about you about God when Mary is worthy it is God who makes her worthy it's not about Mary it's about God friends we believe we worship an all-powerful God we believe that we worship a God who can work through each and every one of us who calls each and every one of us to serve God and each of you is worthy and each of you is called friends Mary said my soul magnifies the Lord I focus God's love so that it is present here on earth this holiday season I call on each of you to do the same amen